When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, quality. It was from Charlie's birthday, that was it. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to H Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 131. The show is available live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. H Podcast Nation, of course, your home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more. So please do give us a follow on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, click that bell for notifications, and uh, keep to up to date on upcoming shows, series, and guests. And of course, if you prefer your podcasts in audio form, then you can download all the shows we do, all the interviews we do at uh, your favourite radio podcast platform. Just search Ace Podcast Nation and there is over 400 shows there on all sorts of subjects. And uh, if you want to streamline your experience on social media, keep it football purely. Follow at AC Footy Show and uh, on all social media platforms. 
for just the football stuff. But uh, as we wait for the see if uh, we got any late comers, as uh, obviously there's uh, some championship football going on at the moment. But uh, a big thank you to Black Diamond Sports as ever for all their support around the show. Black Diamond Sports is a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world. For more information, visit their social media pages and, of course, their website, the links to which are in the description below and the closing credits at the end of the show. And uh, thank you to Darren Ralston and Bespoke Financial for sponsoring uh, the Andy Campbell shows. Darren is giving away a free will with £140 with all new policies which are taken out. Please check him out. Give him a call and don't miss out on this incredible offer. Uh, tell him that we sent you. And of course, uh, he's looked after Andy for, for various policies over the years, including the critical illness, the injury cover. They are truly top of their field, provide award-winning service, and we are proud to uh, have them associated with the, with, the, uh, with the channel, with the show. And of course, uh, we thank them for sponsoring not just this show, but the football show on Monday. And uh, with no further ado, the co-host with the most, he is the goal collector, still fox in the box, still killing QPR dreams. He is the speed demon, David Jones' favourite son, Mr Andy Campbell. Welcome, my friend. How the devil are you? Good evening, yeah, um, glad it's Friday, it's been a lot with what's going on in the world still, but yeah, looking forward to a nice uh, nice weekend, talking about football, reminiscing over the week, there's been, uh, been loads of stories, loads of things that I really want to talk about, um, loads of good things that have happened, um, and people living the dream side, we're going we're gonna to shortly, but yeah, some uh, there's been quite a few success stories over this week, which, uh, which I like, indeed, I like quite a lot. Yeah, indeed. Which, uh, that's going to take us nicely into our first subject of the evening. But I um, just wanted to just quickly address something which Gavin said. Okay, he says uh, he forgot to send in his worst dress sense uh, picture. Never mind next time. Gavin, it's not too late, mate. If you want to DM it to the podcast page, you can still enter that. I'll, I'll let you, because you're a regular and a hardcore viewer who's here every week. If you send your picture of your worst dress to the podcast before the Kev show starts at quarter nine-ish, uh, then... I'll let you still enter, but uh, yeah, so what we decided, and is we're going to do a, a little bit of a new feature, mate, isn't it? So uh, we're going to call it, I don't know, we're, gonna, we're open to, to suggestions for names of the feature, uh, but it's basically Championship Alumni, where are they now? And uh, myself and you, we're, we're going to pick a Championship player or someone who's played at the, in the Championship uh, at some point. And they've then moved on to a, another, a, a bigger club, another club, another league. Maybe they're a manager now, and just kind of have a, have a discussion about how they are doing. Um, and I suppose I suggested this one, but we kind of come up with it together for the first one. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is Jude Bellingham, mate. Uh, obviously moved to by uh, by Munich, <sighs> Borussia Dortmund uh, in mm -hmm. the summer. He picked them over United. A lot of people thought United made a lot of sense because of their history with young players. It was a brave decision at the age that he was to go abroad and not go to a club which is, you know, in the Premier League. Got you know all the like the history which I just talked about. Um, it's coming off, mate, isn't it? I mean, thirty million looks like a like a steal for them at the moment for a seventeen-year-old. Uh, I think that and Marstar, you know, I mean, what I think the most pleasing thing for me that he got his first goal, he got his first goal for Borussia Dortmund, he got it against an English Premier League team where I have a few missed an opportunity, a big opportunity, 
Um, because obviously the, 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 talk, the talk was Man United um, and the talk was Man United then loaning back to Birmingham City, which it makes a boy who wants to enhance his football career. And is, he's obviously gone to a club who's got huge potential in, in developing footballers. And whoever's decided the move, if it's his agent, his parents, himself, um, it's, it's, it's just been an absolutely fantastic move. From the starting position of being sub, you know what I mean? Let's put that in context. Since he was, um, since he started at Birmingham City, yes, he started at 15. You know what I mean? But he played 43 games for Birmingham City, and already in one season, he's played 24. He scored one goal. Uh, that to adapt to a new culture, uh, a new way of life, a, new, a different language, uh, new teammates at a young age. Um, and you know what? He needs to be given huge credit for that. You know, I know we we poke fun at Birmingham City um, about. Um, Retiring his shirt, but the way that, mm-hmm. and we always said this: the positives that we give Jude, whoever runs the social media, if it's him or family member or or whoever, um, need to give him him huge credit because his sense of humour, the way he handled himself, the way that he comes across, is just absolutely fuck it. Um, it's he, he deserves huge credit for the way he's handling himself, and and um, for, for me, I'm I'm so I'm buzzing because England have got themselves. An absolutely world beater. If he continues the way he's going, England are gonna they're gonna reap the all odds. You know what I mean? Because in the, in 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 the in the continent, because his technical ability is gonna come through. You know what I mean? He's gonna be playing with world class yeah. players, even if he moves to a different club. You know what I mean? Overseas, Spain, Italy, wherever. You know what I mean? Or if he just comes to England, to the he's gonna come to England to play. He's gonna play now. He's... I found disrespectful. What I find like astounding with him is like and I think it's easy to forget because he's been on the scene now for a few years like he's 17 years old he's not even old enough to drink he is like he's a little bit older than my oldest son and like when I think uh, like you know my oldest son he's got pretty good head on his shoulders etc he's he's very big for his age he's like six foot two but like I could not imagine him playing like he's got to make the jump to men's football if he wants to continue playing football next year and like I just struggle to see it, and then you've got Jude Bellingham's playing Champions League football at the same, you know, pretty much the same age, and to to have the the confidence, the belief in himself, to to not only go and play with grown men, uh, experienced world class footballers, but to go and do it, and like I know he's only scored the one Champions League goal, but like he's been playing well now for a few weeks, like he's been coming on he's been doing well he's been playing well he's been creating chances he's been one of their better players uh in the bits you know in the in the games that i've seen him play and he's been one of the better players in the dortmund team so like for someone you know if he stays injury free injury free and he continues his development then of course england national team and football general generally has got a, a new star mid like because 17 and he's already like and let's not forget by the way he's, that it wasn't just a goal it was a very 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 good goal yeah i think we've got to take it in context side not just his age i think he it took him time to adapt and now he's playing games you know what i mean he played 79 minutes against man city the other night he played the full 90 at man city away from home again dortmund had to win by the way as well exactly yeah totally agree you know he's playing he's starting games he's 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 in the England squad. You know what I mean. His his confidence must be. He must be on cloud nine training every time he goes on the pitch to play games. And we've got we've got we're talking about a lad here um, who's gone to a club where, when fans are allowed back in stadiums. By the way, 
and probably won't be long oh, in Germany yeah. because Germany seem to do things. Germany seem to do things um, a lot better than than we do in this country. Um, for Jude, how much are they going to be behind him? They're going to back him. And for me, I think he'll get better. I think that's possible. Yeah. I think he'll get better. I think he'll bring more goals to his game because he's now starting to bomb on going the other side. Um, he look, looks so composed. He looks so confident. And I'm just, I'm pleased. I'm pleased. We talk about players making the wrong decision. And for me, though, he's made. He's made. He's took his time. He's probably turned down a couple of things that we don't know about. But yeah. for me, he's made. Uh, he's made a huge decision in his in his career, football life, and for me, he's reaping the rewards by just taking uh, taking his time off. Well, it's the thing for me, as you know, I know someone who's got some really good contacts within Man United. And I know for a fact they rolled out the red carpet properly for him and his family. They showed him around everything. He met everyone. Not you know, he didn't meet like the first team coach. He met Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and he you know, they did everything they could possibly do to to get him and his family comfortable. They were gonna buy him a house, all this different stuff. They wanted him, make no mistake, they wanted him and I think you only have to look on social media at the Manchester United fans' reactions when he's doing well to see that the fans wanted him as well. Like, mm. it's just it's just one of them. It was a massive decision because the easy decision is to go to United, isn't it, and take what would have been good money, stay in the UK, move to Manchester, history of young players, blah, 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 blah. Mm. You know, play a couple of games off the bench. Maybe he didn't want to go back to Birmingham on loan. Like, for me, if I was a player, I'd either want to go or stay. I wouldn't want to go back on loan to the same cl the club I'm leaving, but that's just my personal preference. Besides, um, on top of that, though, you look at the predicament that Birmingham City found himself in this season. Maybe he's yeah, as, as a made a point saw, about the squad. He saw... He saw that he saw that maybe they were getting rid of players weren't going to be as good as they were last yes. year. You know, I mean, with a couple of younger players. So I, I agree. I think, I think he's Ooh. he's he saw a sinking sinking ship, so to speak, and decided to look after himself. And it's, he's reaping the rewards. And fair play to him because uh, it's all it's, it's it's great to see young players doing well. Yeah, it is. Um, just to make a reference to Reese's comment there, Reese says I think it helps that Birmingham had a young squad when he first started. It meant. Uh, means you find yourself playing with your friends, which helps settle you in. And I think there's something to that. And I wonder whether, like, if you look at the Birmingham squad from a couple of years ago, we used to talk, or even last year, we were talking about they got this vibrant young squad, really exciting to watch. And they do seem to have moved a little bit more towards experience. Like, if you look at the teams they've played recently, maybe they've got one or two youngsters in there. But it's not, it was very much a core young squad with a couple of mm. experienced players to to help them along so I wonder if like you say you saw we've got right new managers wall, maybe yeah. or yeah they've got a new manager coming in so you know, that, 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 that changes the dynamic straight away you know so for me I think he, he, he's looked at the bigger picture and thought that the, the, the club's going in a different direction you know I mean the manager obviously left so you know, I mean, for me, he's made he's made that he's made it, an unbelievable decision and he's um, he's playing for one of the one of the best clubs in Europe, you know what I mean, with their, with their history, with, with a passionate football club. When that when that ground's rocking, by the way, and it's full, yeah, there's no passionate, beautiful. there's no more passionate fans, you know what I mean, with it, with the colours and everything what goes with Borussia Dortmund, with the history, you know, it's, it's a huge football club. Yeah, Gavin says there, he says confidence he's got <coughs> is unbelievable. He plays like he's, you know, he's been playing for years. Nothing will phase him, and I think that's there's something to that as well. But, and I think for me, the difference I believe. 
or the thing which maybe tilted him towards Dortmund is the same thing which uh, Reese has made reference to then about why Ramsey went to Arsenal over United and that is that Dortmund have got a history, the same history as United with young players but mm. Dortmund play them in the first team whereas United do it a bit more cautiously they gradually bring them in for a they put them on the bench maybe and don't use them for a few weeks so they're in with the squad then they you know they'll give them five minutes you know you look at what they're doing with Triore, uh, Triore now like they're playing him yeah. 10 minutes here and there in the cups and stuff whereas Dortmund yeah, you know if you're good enough they play you and that's what Arsenal did with Ramsey as well so yeah. I think that probably had something which takes us on nicely uh, to the the European games this week made for the second bit of any other business um, what did you make of it all so obviously we'll start with the Champions League we've now got our semi-finals made Liverpool went out to Real Madrid and Dortmund lost to Man City in what was a really good game um, yeah, listen, um, it's nice to see the British clubs doing well. It would have been nice for all three to go through, with obviously Chelsea, mm. Liverpool always won, and Man City. Always won, they you down, there? not but, um, but then, we haven't got the semi-final, um, an all-British semi-final, which no. is always quite heartbreaking. Um, you know what I mean? An all-British final would be nice, but for me, I think Man City's name has got to be on something, because, I, you know what I mean, that... The, the, the goal 1-0 behind, they're out, you know what I mean, at one point at half-time and, and, and the comeback and the, where the football, Phil Ford and I just so strong, Ford, you know what I mean, Chelsea, Chelsea, I, I think apparently it's a lot more difficult than the, the, the way that Man City play because they didn't play with the centre-forward against Borussia Dortmund in two games, they play with that false nine and it just confuses people and... Um, People don't talk about uh, Haaland, you know what I mean? And the best centre forward, in, 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 he's a fantastic player. But Man City did a good job on him. You know what I mean? You've got Mbappe, yeah. you've got Neymar, you know what I mean? You, you, it brings a different di- dimension, you know what I mean? But they've got pace, you know what I mean? Haaland is big and strong. He's got a little bit of pace. Dangerous but he's, players, yeah. They? But, but for me, I think where Paris defensively, um, and I think the, the, what they came out of it a little bit. Over the over the course of the last two weeks, is is Lewandowski not being able to play because of COVID? You know what I mean. I think they've got quite fortunate with that. But um, you know what I mean. But listen, let's let's be honest. The semi-finals, four world-class teams and Real Madrid. You know what I mean. The history they've got against Chelsea. It's a big ask for Chelsea. Um, and, the, and, the, and Madrid, and the same manager. team that they have been in previous seasons, or are they just kind of chugging no, along? No. Yeah, nowhere near, Si. I don't think they're anywhere near as good as what they what they were. In, but the same the same as all the picking results up, like beating Liverpool three one at home. You know that it does that Big have result. an effect. Yeah, does it have an effect that they're not playing at the at the, at the Burnabout and they're playing at the at the, at the training ground or the reserve stadium, whichever you want to call it? Um, is that ethically right? You know, what I mean, players want to play in the real stadiums. Um, you know, what I mean, I, I, listen, it's going to be a. It's going to be a huge test for both clubs because you know mm. what I mean. I think Man City, uh, I think Chelsea and, and Real Madrid will fancy the chances on the on the on the day, and I think it's about who can keep the clean. Madrid can win and keep a clean sheet at home. I always fancy Benzema to score a goal or something. I always fancy yeah. Real Madrid to keep a clean sheet away from home like they did at Liverpool and, and keep things quiet. You know what I mean? Courtois hasn't had, hasn't had a great time a since he's gone to Real Madrid, but he seems so, to be. Yeah, he seems to be picking up a little bit now, and and you've got people like Hazard, you know what I mean, coming back from injury. You've got other players, you know what I mean. They've got they've got a squad to really hurt people if they start getting people on the pitch. But it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Four 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 relatively 
new sides in the in the semi final. Yeah. In terms of I, uh, um, in terms of football, Barcelona. We'll go to the guys. Just asked who we've got in the two Euro finals. We'll go to that in a minute. We'll just talk about the Euro, uh, Europa League semi uh, quarterfinals first. But um, if Man City can keep the Paris strike force quiet, I think they'll win. That's what it's going to come down to because defensively, I don't think Paris is what they were a couple of years ago when they had, you know, peak Marquinhos and Thiago Silva and and a couple of others who were just superb. But going forward, they've got Neymar, they've got Mbappe, they've got um, Angel Di Maria off the bench, they've got Herrera playing in that holding role. Like they have got some very very good footballers going forward, but Man City have got an all round team that looks capable of beating anyone in the world on their day um, so it'll be interesting Chelsea's I think I agree with you I think they've got a tall order but they've also got a couple of players which by the way if Timo Werner turn, you know, suddenly finds remembers what a good footballer he is he could be an incredible asset oh. to Chelsea not just the end of this season but you know in the running like uh, in the Champions League in the in the uh, Premier League, like he could really make a difference if he just gets a bit of confidence all of a sudden. Um, yeah, totally agree. Gavin says Liverpool could have won three 0 if Salah had taken his chances. It's it's one of those. Um, Liverpool have got to really decide. Like they're in almost a catch twenty two now because you know they do need to qualify for next year's Champions League. But from in my opinion. It's like if you do, if you're not in the Champions League, you don't want to be in the Europa League when you've got a transition season, which Liverpool will be in transition next year. They need some yeah. players to sign some players, and do they really want to be bogged down in the Europa League when they're trying to do that? Um, it'll be interesting. It's a uh, difficult Kate. one, sign. It's a difficult on. one, isn't it? But because you've got your you've got your Thursday night games, you've got your Sunday games. You're always playing catch up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's less rest because you could be playing on a Sunday lunchtime. You could be travelling back from all over Europe. You know what I mean? Russia, some long, long trips. You know what I mean? You, you, if you get on the wrong side of a, a, a bad draw, and it's difficult. You know what I mean? With that, with the amount of rest, because you look at the teams who play in the Champions League on a Tuesday can still play on a Sunday or a Monday. So it's 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 a it's a game of uh, it's a mental game, and you always hear the Europa League team managers complaining about lack of rest because yes. it, it, sometimes it's not great being in that competition, and it's. Managers sometimes would probably prefer not to be in it. Indeed, mate. Um, sorry, I was just laughing at the photo which Gavin's just sent for the competition. Wow. Um, so, the Europa League, mate, that was um, quite an interesting little little uh, round of games. Arsenal looked dead yeah. and buried after their performance in the first leg, came out and absolutely annihilated Slavia Prague. Were they missing yeah. the, uh, the player who's banned for racism? Who knows? But I'm sure yeah. most people uh, listen, listen, support Arsenal. Yeah, I think um, I, I think on paper I was fully expecting Arsenal to go through um, with the size of the football club, with the with the players that they've got within the group. Um, Villarreal, I think, were were quite comfortable getting through the semi final as well. So Villarreal against Arsenal is going to be a for for Arsenal. Villarreal have turned themselves around a little bit into a little bit of a force this season. So it'll be a difficult one for Arteta and the players to uh, to overcome, but. They need to now because uh, it's it's potentially going to be a Man United final. I fully expect Man United to go in the final. Um, I think I would have been a little bit, I'll be honest, with the, with the way that he played and the younger players they've got. I see I see AS Roma as a as an aging team. Um, you look at Jekyll, obviously scored the um, scored the goal yesterday. You've got Mkhitaryan, ex Arsenal. You know what I mean? You've got other other players who are 
do a little bit more. I mean, they, they, they've got. I, I like to think with the with the pace Man United have got and the energy they've got, um, the way that they can get goals home and away um, from various places. You know, what I mean, and the experience from Cavani yesterday with the first goal and um, and, and and other areas, they've got pace to burn. I fully expect United to two games against uh, against Roma. Yeah, I mean, one thing United have done well is they've picked up away goals um, in the important ties. And there, that's what they're capable of. It's uh, it's an odd one though because the Cavani thing I think could actually end up affecting their season because I believe they'd probably like to extend his contract for another year. But if they do, I think it's going to upset him because I think he wants to go back to Boca Juniors to finish his career. But United have got an option on him, and they're going to have to make that decision. There's probably some sort of deadline on it. They got to make that choice, but. Um, incredible uh, finish and I, I wanted to ask you about what Riverside has just asked you about um, but basically Paul Pogba by the way was excellent against Granada in the first half, they took him off because they didn't want to get uh, him sent off because he was booked and he, in fairness to Solskjaer he gets a lot of grief he learned from his mistakes with Fred earlier in the season where he kept him on when he was on a yellow card and the opposing team went down every time he made a challenge, trying to get him sent off, and he eventually got sent off. Solskjaer learnt by that. As soon as half-time came, he took Pogba off because yeah. the game was pretty much done and dusted, and that's what he should have done. So Pogba did an interview. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. And in fairness to him, I'm, it, like, yeah. I'm sure Mourinho will come back and he will have a go at him for talking about him. In fairness to Pogba, if he's asked about something... He's got two choices. He can talk about it and he can answer the questions or he can, you know, evade the questions. And then we all moan because these footballers, the managers, they're evading the questions. Why don't they just give us an honest answer? He gave an honest answer. He didn't tell us, he didn't say anything about Mourinho that we don't all think already that he isolates and picks out players. Sai, everybody knows that comes out verbally after games. He's done it. He's done it against uh, Daniel Zagreb. He's done it in Premier League games where he? he says, "Yeah, that he." People will say it takes pressure off him. It does. Then he'll do it. He'll do the opposite the next week where he'll 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 have a go at himself. Takes pressure off the players. And then what he'll do in the social the other day that he when it is his post-match um, news conference and did the whole conference about only going to Solskjaer about uh, all his kids and family, which mm-hmm. deflects it the whole football club you know what I mean where he's very clever so all Pogba's doing is just stating the fact himself he's done all the research himself because he's done the he's done all his conversations he's not he's not made something up but he's he's got first hand experience that um, Paul Pogba's a Man United player you can tell the relationship he had with Mourinho wasn't great you know what I mean and that wasn't Shaws who um, who Mourinho came out publicly and said he was overweight you know what I mean how does a player react when a manager tells him he's overweight and he's not fit enough. He's going to go negative straight away. I don't want to play for that manager. I don't, don't want to run through a brick wall for that manager. If your manager tells him sliced bread, you're going to go above and beyond. So, for me, I don't think... The, no one's got anyone to blame but themselves. And the manager's no. got to take the, take the brunt of that. And all Paul Pogba's doing, and like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer have done, and all the other players have done, is just tell the truth. Yeah. What it will do is when if Tottenham lose or play badly on the weekend... Mourinho will talk about that in his post-match interview to deflect again. With like, and that was the point with all that stuff with Solskjaer against Spurs. Is 
Spurs weren't very good against United. So Mourinho, instead of talking about that, talked about Solskjaer. Um, mm. Gaz asked us who we think is going to be in the finals of the two European uh, competitions. Who do you think? Good question. Um, sorry, Arsenal fans, but I'm going to go against Man United. I just think, I think I don't, I don't think it'll, it, listen. If if there's if there's four English teams in the four, that'll be amazing. Don't get me wrong, but I just think uh, I think it's a little bit too far for a couple of them. So I'm going to go um, Man United against Villarreal in the Europa League. I'm going to go Man City against Real Madrid. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Chelsea versus Paris. Oh, I don't know. I think Chelsea will beat Madrid over two legs, <laughs> but I can't decide. It's the Paris and the Man City when I'm really like that could go either way for me. Yeah. Like if Paris, so can we Paris, tell? Um, can we tell Gav in the uh, in the group chat that it's impossible for uh, Arsenal Ajax. against Ajax? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ajax are out, mate. So they ain't going nowhere. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'd say Chelsea versus one other because I can't pick Man C- uh, between Man City and Paris because on their day, Paris could beat Man City 3-0. But also, they yeah, could lose course. 3-0 as well. Yeah. Um, the Europa League, I think United will beat Roma over two legs. I think probably I think we might see Man United versus Arsenal, to be honest. Um, I think, I'd like it. Uh, I, I listen, I... I'd like it. Where the game played? Does anybody know where the where the finals are getting played this year? Uh, I don't know. No, I'll find out in a minute. Um, although one thing I will say about that is uh, Villarreal have historically a very good European side in the last yeah. stages. So you know it is what it is. Um, be interesting though, mate. We could have two English, you know, two all English finals in the both competitions mm. if things were to go. Um, has Gav, Gav just picked every team possible to except, be in this except United? No, he's just picked everyone except United. He's bitter because <laughs> Liverpool have flaked this season. But it is what it is, mate. It is what it is. Um, and then lastly, we talked about Roma. Uh, Chris Smallin signed for Roma permanently in the summer after being on there, uh, doing very well on loan. And to be fair, he's done very well for him. He's got a knee injury at the moment, uh, but he was at the game they played in midweek. And uh, earlier this week, he was him and his family were robbed at gunpoint in their own home at like the early hours of the morning. And I, I did want to ask you about the sort of effect that might have on a professional because, like, you've lived in different parts of the UK away from your family and stuff. He's moved abroad for a season on loan, decided, you know, this is for me, taking his kids and his wife out. They've all moved out there to live, you know, permanently, full-time, whatever you want to call it, and then this happens. Mm. Like, it's got to it's gotta change. It's got to, for at least a second, or at least a period of time, he has to wonder, should I go back to England? He has to. He, he wouldn't be human if he yeah. didn't think of <sighs> Listen, it's, um, it's quite notorious. I know, I know there was a big... Um, there was quite a lot of Liverpool players who's partners wives houses got robbed when they were playing Champions League games so it was it was getting it was happening quite a lot I know it's happened to a couple of Man United players um, when they're playing big games in the Champions League during midweek on the night and that yeah that you expect when um, when the footballers is is, 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 is looked after a little bit because they probably live in a, a gated community um, they live in um, uh, 
houses which have got CCTV cameras, uh, harder things to work in, for example. But this, yeah, this, that must get you to death because, you know what I mean, it's not just the, the case of um, his, his son was there as well, his son was held and and does does she and the son want to come back to the UK now to see the families, which leaves Chris Morlin in in a country so difficult, so difficult to um, to comprehend and put yourself in that situation until 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 you are in that you know real life and I think it's absolutely disgusting um, well, that human beings can do that. You know what I mean? Just because they know he's not going to be there or he's going to be there, it's just it's not fair. It's well, not they, right. He was all there, and I, look, both me and you are fathers. I know for a fact there's a large portion of people in the chat who are fathers. But even if you're not a father, like or a mother, like you, you you're a decent human being. Like for me, um, there's one thing being mugged or robbed as an adult when it affects your young children and he's got young children I believe as well like that's a whole yeah. different ball game now for me if it was me and I'm, I can only say like what, it, what I would be thinking I'd be thinking I want to get back to the UK to my hometown to where I'm close to family even if it's just for the short term you know just for a couple of weeks or whatever but he's got to go training on Monday or you know couple of days time yeah. whenever it's he's got a game on the weekend if he's fit it's it's so difficult and he's got to concentrate on said game while his wife and kids are at home or mm. wherever so that's the, that's the, that's know. that's the thing side for me so next time he's going out on a training next time he's going to a game he's thinking, if they'll do it sorry miss, if they'll do it when he's there then they'll yeah. definitely do it when he's not do you know what I mean? Totally agree. And, and, and how, does she, how does she feel being left in the house on her own? Or, you know what I mean? Is she not, never going to be in the house? Yeah. It, it opens, a, opens a, a, a can of worms which doesn't need to be, shouldn't have, shouldn't have been opened. And it's such a shame that, that these two um, to roam the streets because it's disgusting. And, you know, I, I do feel for them because it's, they're just human beings. He's not a footballer, he's a human being. Yeah, it's, uh, it's sad. And I, I wonder what's that going to do to his mindset, his career and stuff like that. Uh, Riverside asks, did you ever move, did you move your family, Andy? Was it hard? Um, I selfishly moved my family every time I moved, yeah, because um, I couldn't do, I couldn't do, you know, I couldn't do without them, you know, that um, my, I was quite lucky that my daughter was born in um, in Wales when I was in Cardiff. We all, we all moved, well, I moved straight away. They all moved within a couple of days after and it was, um, it's difficult because you've got to be very selfish and very driven when you play football because um, it's um, it's it's you hit the drop of the hat you could move to a different club and um, it's everything which which followed me I appreciated um, all my family just dropping everything what that what they had and but you never probably sit back and reflect and ask is that what they want to do because it's like I say it's, it's a selfish industry and. At the, at the time when you get when you're in football and, and think that you're the person who's in charge, and if you move, I move from from one country to another. I moved from Wales to Scotland, so I didn't really have much choice overnight to move, and, um, mm. and my family joined me straight away. So I was grateful for that because I had a, had a young daughter at the time, and it was um, it was something that that you just said, Si. If my family weren't with me at the time, yeah, I um, I think I would struggle. I gotta be honest, being away from my family and stuff for any length of time. It's, uh, it's and well, it's, there, there wasn't any of these things. Well, well, it, it probably was out. You know, what I mean, there's all this like social Zoom, media no, and Zoom and no, stuff. Yeah, it yeah, it wasn't. You know, what I mean, it's not. It's not as easy to have a, a long-term relationship with people and keep in touch with people. Back, you know, back then when the social media wasn't there and there was no. You know, what I mean, it was a, it was a very lonely time. And 
uh, and things when you were on your own. So, yeah, it's a very difficult situation. Um, Reese, I'll come back to your question at the end of the show because we want to get into the championship stuff now. Um, but I will 100% come back to it. I've made a note. Um, so, mate, champ championship was uh, alive and kicking this week. Um, so let's get straight into it. Let's start at the bottom and work our way up. Wickham Wanderers, how was their week? Um, they've only played. They only played the weekend. Um, obviously, after a, a couple of a couple of good a couple of good results, uh, they played Luton Town. They were one 0 up at half time, um, and I thought I'd get them out of the um, out the out the mire. About the second half, they were they were absolutely dreadful. Uh, they took the lead in the, uh, with the penalty, but then uh, but then Knight got himself sent off needlessly, um, and then the game went sour with ten minutes to go. They, they give three goals away in the last ten minutes against good side opportunities and. And playing against ten men against a, a good side, um, you, you've got no chance. And when it went one all, Wickham had to go for it because they've got to win the game. You know that you can't sit back and just defend and defend and defend when you haven't got the, the probably the resources to defend. And um, probably for me, the final nail in the coffin for for Wickham Wanderers. Now I, just, I can't see them getting out of it. Yeah, I did think that they were gonna pull it off at one point, um, but the second yeah, half so performance was. Second half performance yeah, so dreadful. Bad. When you think what's a stake and how good they've been recently to 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 perform at that level in the second half was weird. I know they can only get four. They can only get forty five points, Si, and there's forty three to get out of it. So if they lose, if they lose tomorrow, one more defeat and they're down. Yeah. Basically, uh, Sheffield Wednesday next. Made best wishes to their manager, uh, Mr. Moore, who's got pneumonia. But um, yeah. after uh, after they tranced. And I mean, annihilated Cardiff City. Yeah, they've gone and absolutely fallen to pieces again. Yeah, I, I, I echo your thoughts about Darren. I know Darren really well, and uh, and hope he gets well soon. Uh, but after watching Cardiff City be embarrassed by Sheffield Wednesday, um, I expect Sheffield Wednesday to go and kick on and 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 go to the next level and, and definitely stay up. Hundred percent. They were going to stay up in my eyes. They played two games. They've let six goals in in two games. You know what I mean? Four one against QPR is last Saturday is, is disastrous. Um, and then at home against Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield uh, sorry, home against Swansea. Swansea aren't in great form as well, by the way. So for Swansea to turn them over quite comfortably again, they've left them. And to be honest, I know I keep going on about this, and I've said it before. Um, that six points. They would have been relegated, by the way, with those six yeah, points gone. Yeah. Um, they can only get uh, they can only get forty seven. If they lose another game for me, I can't see him getting out of it. And you look at the whole city, they play Blackburn, they play Middlesbrough, they play Nottingham Forest, they play Derby. They're not the games. They're games against sides who've got no pressure, so they don't care. You know what I mean? So they're probably going to win. You know what I mean? They're probably going to they'll put Playing kids out. No you know pressure, what I mean? Middlesbrough yeah. potentially. You know what I mean? They're going to play with no pressure. There's going to be pressure on Sheffield Wednesday. They're going to play against sides who've got the pressure because the pressure's on both teams. And it's going to be, if Sheffield Wednesday go down, for me, It'll be the biggest story probably since uh, Man City went down to the League One years ago. You know what I mean? Because this is the biggest football club in my generation who will probably go yeah. down to League One. It's huge, huge. And to 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 go down having been given those points back as well, yeah. I think yeah. reflects very badly on those players, the the, the club mm. as a whole. I gotta say, and the um, EFL, yeah, and the and, EFL, oh, as well. the EFL. God, don't even get me started on them. Um, and obviously Rotherham picked up four points over the week. Um, they probably would have liked to have picked up at least seven, I think. But to pick, you know, four points over, they've they've gained four points on Sheffield Wednesday, basically. So 
Yeah, so obviously they, they, they played three. I look at the game, Si, and think um, if there was one game they would have chose to win, I think they would have taken... And this might sound stupid to everybody else, but if they had beat Coventry City and lost the other two games, they'd yeah, have gained ground on everybody game. else. You know what I mean? But Costa lost against the side in and around them. Obviously, they've got loads of games to catch up. They played Saturday against Huddersfield, they drew 0 0. They played on Tuesday against QPR, the 1 3 1, after being 1 0 behind for a long, a long time, by the way. I thought they were really good. Lewis Wing came on, changed the game. I thought he was excellent. Uh, unknown from Middlesbrough, very talented footballer. Uh, and then uh, I watched the game and they were. They were tired. I'll give them. I'll just. I'll say that. I think they were. They were leggy. They were all over the place. Coventry City were absolutely fantastic. Mark Robbins just played the tactics to the T. Um, they got the winning goal with 20 minutes to go. Defended towards the end and fully deserved the result. For me, I think we'll we'll keep Coventry City safe. I think they probably need three more points out of out of the uh, five more games to keep them up. So uh, Mark Robbins has done a tremendous job. I know we're gonna, we'll go through them in a minute, but. Rotherham, you know, I mean, yes, they've got games in hand over Derby. We're getting beat tonight. They've got three more points behind. They've got to make those four points. Rotherham play Birmingham City tomorrow. They have to win that game. If they don't win that game tomorrow, I can't see them getting out of it. No. It's a six point if they do win it, tomorrow. If they do win oh, it, I think they're in a phenomenal position. Derby County. Um, Wayne Rooney's going to, Wayne Rooney will be struggling. Yeah, I, uh, I want to talk, I'm going to talk about Lewis Wing a little bit, uh, a little bit later on as well. Uh, I thought he was, made such a difference. QPR as well, we'll talk about later on, mate. Jesus wept. I know we've kind mm. of tongue-in-cheek said they're the most unpredictable, uh, like, they're just unbelievable, mate. They, they played like, mm. it's like two different teams sometimes. It's uh, yeah. scary. Com- confusing, mate. Um, mm. We mentioned Wayne Rooney there, mate, and, you know, being the professionals that we are, we've linked very well into various subjects this evening. And uh, Derby County and Wayne Rooney's another one. They're up next, and yeah. things are not looking good. I gotta say, and I feel for Wayne Rooney. I I hope they stay up because I want to see what he can do with Derby, with his own players, and a full season. But I mm. worry that if they go down, he's not going to get that chance. Yeah, and no, I totally agree. Listen, um, is it a poison chalice? Is it was it a job too big for him? You know, after the previous couple of seasons where Frank Lampard's done really well and another man, um, you know, sometimes you need that pre-season to put your ideas in place with with clubs. Derby was Derby's game against Norwich on Saturday was never going to be easy. By the way, it was always going to be a difficult mm. one. Um, they got beat one 0 but it's games like tonight. I know we're going to talk about tonight's game on. Um, Next Friday, but they're getting beat by Blackburn Rovers today. Blackburn Rovers are, are, are not playing for anything; can't go up, can't go down. Um, so it's a, these are the games that you have to win. A win today will probably keep Derby County up. You know what I mean? But the, the way that the game's going, you know what I mean? We're you're three minutes away from um, in, uh, in 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 a mess that you, that you shouldn't have been in. If Rotherham pick the result tomorrow, Derby County will be in severe trouble. By the way, and you're talking two Premier League clubs. In the last few years, might get relegated from uh, from the Championship to League One this year. That'd be absolutely massive, massive. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like if Derby go down, I don't believe it's down to Wayne Rooney. Um, no, you know, no, he hasn't I totally helped. Agree. Like, but the damage was already done. Totally agree. Sorry, the, um, the the reason Derby County will the reason what Derby County is is how long the takeover took. How long it took to introduce a manager after Koku got sacked? You know what I mean? It, it took weeks and weeks and weeks. Then they introduced Wayne as the manager. Just listen, just clubs take too long in making these kind of decisions, and and, and that must be a regret by the club. Just 
Make a decision. Get safe. Penalty Cardiff City. Sorry. Well, uh, oh, that's uh, very late. Very late in the day. Very late in the day. Um, so, no, it's all right. Um, I fingers crossed that um, that um, Derby County that, that that they're looking for, but then they have no divine right side to, to stay up. So. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, mate. Um, I feel for him, but I got a feeling that Derby might have beat the ones to <coughs> down. So uh, next up, Huddersfield Town, mate. Um, yeah, Huddersfield Town. Um, one point out of two games, so you know what I mean. The, the, the drew against Rotherham, which is a bad result, uh, and then they lost against uh, Bournemouth. Uh, Cardiff has scored, by the way. Uh, got beat two one against Bournemouth, so it's. Uh, Disappointing. They've, they've, they've brought themselves into a into predicament which they shouldn't have been in weeks ago. So they were safe as houses. You look at last year. Last year they got safe around this time, and they enjoyed the last couple of games with no pressure. They're gonna have games because they haven't. They didn't feel it last year. You know, I mean, they had a bad season all, all but they finished strong. Now they're, they're finishing really, really, really poorly, um, and uh, you know, I mean, they're only one point ahead of Derby. Uh, you know, I mean, if, if Rotherham win tomorrow, they're gonna they're gonna be under a lot more pressure. It's gonna be a difficult end to uh, to the season for a couple of clubs uh, because it's obviously, bump time. yeah, of course it is. Yeah, because we're going into Birmingham next, and um, obviously Birmingham play Rotherham tomorrow. Um, Birmingham beat Stoke City on Saturday two 0 I thought uh, I think Lee Boyer deserves huge credit for the way that he he's turned things around. He's got his big players playing again. Um, yeah. Yukovic, we spoke about last year as, as one of the one of the best Standard target players, men in the division on his on his day, but he's been pandas. You know what I mean? He scored in Lee's first game. He scored two again on Saturday. So you know what I mean? Managers can get the best out of certain players, and if Lee Boyer can get the best out of Lukas Yukovic um, and the best out of Scott Hogan, then Birmingham City will they'll fly up the league very yeah. quickly. How um, how far up do you think it goes in terms of who can go down? Is it Coventry and down? Or is it Preston and down? I think no, Preston I, I, might I, I, just I, be I, safe. I, I think I, I think safe. I think I think you need forty nine. Just I think forty nine is mathematically safe for fifty. Mm. So for me, so, down Coventry, Birmingham, Huddersfield, and Derby will go along with Sheffield Wednesday and Wickham, and it's out of Rotherham yeah. and everyone else. Everyone else fighting for that one place now for me, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Coventry mates as well. We, let's uh, let's talk about them. Obviously, Saturday they played uh, played against a good side in in, in Bournemouth. Got B four one. Jonathan Woodgate. Obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on them in the minutes. They've had a they've had a great few weeks, uh, probably month. Um, but then the big game, and the big game was Rotherham. You know, we talk about six pointers. It doesn't get any bigger than this. You know what I mean? And I who were in League One last year and they've done well in the Championship. Uh, Mark Robbins is for me. He's done a he's done a fabulous job. He's he hasn't he stuck to a game plan the way that they play. Um, they haven't got the, they haven't got their own home, so they're, they're still playing at St Andrews. So it's everything's a little bit up in the air. With the performance of the season against Rotherham and uh, and got the victory, and so absolute huge credit for Mark and his t- Mark and his team because that one win it could keep them up. You know what I mean? It could be yes. that big that result. I think the only, I think for me they only need one more win, um, but that result could be a huge result. They're ahead of a couple of other teams, so it's uh, it's in their favour. And then um, we got. Preston North End, mate, um, and they are safe. They're they're playing like it as well. They they won, you know, they beat oh. Swansea and then go and lose five 0 to Brentford. Is playing like a team who yeah. knows yeah. they're safe. 
Yeah, it can't work it outside because you you just said there, you're talking about a bunch of players who they're so talented, it's unbelievable, you know what I mean? You can go through the you go through the squad, the attacking players, you know what I mean? You've got you've got Barkhausen we rave about. Um you've got your your young players like your Browns who who score goals, you've got your Scott Sinclairs. You know, I, I just I find it I find it incredible that 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 they were in the playoffs all last season and we were talking about them being the being the dark horses of getting promoted and this season they've turned in some awful performances. Um and, and uh, to get beat five 0 at home is uh, yeah is disastrous at this time of the year because have they just given up? Are the players looking at end of contracts? They're looking at moving away. What, what, what they look like they are for me in my eyes, and, and that's not good enough for a for a club the size of Preston. Yeah, it was a dreadful, dreadful performance. Which if they had anything to play for, you'd be kind of holding them more accountable to it, and you'd be saying, "Come on, you know these players should hang their heads in shame." But ultimately, they've done enough to stay up. And like you say, it's coming to the end of contracts and things like that. It's uh, frustrating. Uh, next up, Forest, mate. Uh, yeah, Nottingham Forest played uh, at the weekend. They played against Bristol City. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a classic. Um, I think Nottingham Forest will be a lot happier with the point. It's another point towards safety, which they are now. Um, but Bristol City, for me, underachieving. Nottingham Forest will be happy to go there with a clean sheet because it keeps them unbeaten in four. It keeps the run going towards the end of the season. It gives Chris Hewton something to work on for the summer to bring new players in to uh, redevelop his squad for next season because um, Nottingham this year, they've, they've massively underachieved as a squad of players and a group. They've got a lot of money in the bank still from people like Matty Cash leaving and other players, you know, so um, they've got the players on the squad side, but it's mm. the, the, the paper means nothing. It's all about the players on the pitch. Yeah, and you mentioned Bristol. Um, they picked up uh, a point versus Forest, and then they, you know, they lost to Cuba, uh, to Coventry as well, three-one. Uh, they're all over the place. Their CEO, CEO is moving uh, to Ipswich, uh, which is or moved to Ipswich, which I guess is you know that's where where we're at now, where CEOs are making moves to different clubs, mm. but. Bristol, I gotta say, I think they're a bit of a shambles off the pitch, and they haven't been a great deal better on the pitch. They've got good fundamentals. I, I, um, I, I see a lot of posts from uh, Brian Tinney, and Brian's an ex uh, midfielder, stroke defender for Bristol City. He's, he's, he works in the academy now, um, and he always he's very proud to to present some of his younger players who get in game. So it shows that the youth team and the, and the young players at Bristol City look very. Very good, very strong. For me, give him a game. Stick him in. Stick him in to see if they're good enough. Get rid of some of the some of the deadwood water there and put those young players in and give those young players an opportunity to go and progress their careers because if they're good enough, they'll shine through and by both hands, by grabbing it with both hands, they'll love it. Uh, and people like Brian are doing a fantastic job getting young players through. But I look at some of the experienced players side, they're massively underachieved. You know what I mean? With a big squad, big contracts. But for me, it's it's about it's about putting the yards in, putting the miles in on the, you know what I mean. Bristol City haven't won a game in five games. They've scored one goal in five games. That's not good enough. Not good enough. If, they, if it, when if you've it got is a question for you then, mate. So if it, if it wasn't a new manager, would they be looking at sacking the manager with those <laughs> results? If it wasn't for the fact that he's brand new. Oh, oh, listen, if um, if the old manager was still in place, he'd be gone tomorrow or today or yesterday because the the, the results have been. Disastrous. Um, hasn't been, hasn't been good enough. Um, 
they're not scoring goals. They're, they're, just, they're still letting goals in. They're not winning it. Uh, it must be so frustrating for Nigel because Nigel's a great manager. Um, I think he'll he'll have a he'll have a huge um, in and out policy in the summer for players. You know what I mean? It, it'll be it'll be drastic. It'll probably be the biggest overhaul of players uh, for a mm. long, long time, and he'll he'll get it right because he's a, he's that's what he demands. He demands excellence, big Nigel. And I'm sure he'll, um, I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll ruffle a few feathers with um, owners, chairman, other managers, football clubs, and and get it right for his football club because that's what he is. He's a ball winner. Yeah, they absolutely should play their youth players for the rest of the season, though. Yeah. Um, Blackburn Rovers, uh, they had a loss to Bournemouth, a draw to Cardiff, and they're beating Derby County with injury time to go. Yeah, they've won. Yeah, they've just yeah, they've won tonight. Um, obviously, they drew a Cardiff at the weekend, two-two. Oh, Reading have just equalised. Um, yeah, Drew 2-2 um, we, 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 we spoke side Week in, week out About um, about Adam Armstrong Adam Armstrong You take him out of the game Either way You know what I mean And mark him And double mark him And double up on him And, and stop the, the supply to him Blackburn don't have Many other options And that's what I saw At the weekend That you give him a chance He'll score goals He scored two You know what I mean There's 90th minute equaliser You give Lewis Hope gave Adam Armstrong an opportunity in the box. He's going to take it, and he does. And he's, he's a naturally born goal scorer. I've never seen a young player um, score that many goals like he does. And Black, he won't be a Blackburn next next year, I don't believe. You know, what I mean, if no. Ollie Watkins and other kind of players have, have moved to the Premier League, he's he's got to be on somebody's shopping list. And, uh, but a, a, an excellent result for Tony Mowbray, and he's got a, another positive result today. But you just it's fine margin side. You know, what I mean, that 90, 90th minute equalised on Saturday. Pulls in a good result today, so it looks it's, um, positive, it's, it's just it's Cardiff. Cardiff have let in a 90th minute goal at the weekend, and they've let in the 95th minute equaliser yeah. today. You put two, you put those two results together. The week, doesn't it? There's four points extra, and then you're looking at the playoffs. You know what I mean? So now, yeah. if Cardiff don't win today, I think that I think the playoffs is is more or less mathematically out of it, or there will be tomorrow. So it's just very disappointing tonight. Yeah, it's been a. Uh, a bit of a wet, damp squid. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Luton Town. Uh, Luton, we spoke about a Wickham. Disastrous until uh, Wickham got the man sent off and then uh, and then all of a sudden, 10 minutes to go, they get, they get the three goals. And Luton have had a great season. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, George Munker in the midfield. Um, his, his dad used to play for West Ham. Um, so, you know, if he's any player... Um, so yeah, lo- love those kind of those kind of stories. Um, but yeah, great result and just cements Luton Town's place in the championship next year, which is thoroughly deserved and and so yeah. pleased for the football club because uh, they've had a fabulous season. Yeah, they've been absolutely excellent this season. Really enjoyable to watch as well. Proper football club. Very glad they're back. They're staying in the championship. Stoke City all over the map again. A loss and a win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, a lot. Uh, can't work them out. Yeah, well, yeah, but just oh, they played on Friday as well. So yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't work, I can't work them out. I can't work them out. Um, they go to Birmingham City. Um, yeah. yes, they've got nothing to play for because uh, mathematically can't can't get in the playoffs. But you, you expect a reaction from players, sir. You know, what I mean, they're still playing for the shirt. They're still playing for the fans. They're still themselves because some will be out of contract, and and they're playing for places next year. You know, what I mean, you've got to pull up performances. You can't just. Down tools and just it looks like certain teams players have just thought. Well, do you know what? Holidays around the corner. We've got four games left, no injuries. 
you know what I mean? And we'll just uh, and we'll just say this is disrespectful for everybody. You know what I mean? You need to fight till the end because Birmingham City fans, for example, you know what I mean. Other clubs who are, who, are, who are fighting relegation, you you can have an impact on promotion and relegation if you're playing against those right teams. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Uh, and talking of teams who are all over the map, QPR uh, still all over the map, mate. Yeah, can't work it out. They played two games this week, um, and this is this is QPR all over. Four uh, one against Sheffield Wednesday and three one against Rotherham. Defeat, a win, and a defeat. It's just I always look at sides QPR um, scored forty eight goals, left fifty in. So that means if you win three 0 one week, you lose three 0 the next, and that's that is QPR all over the place. And yeah. um, QPR fans will be delighted with being eleventh in the league because. We speak about them sometimes being beaten, but they've obviously turned it around with some good results because they've got themselves 56 points. Um, they've beaten some very good sides. They've scored some very good goals. They've got some very good players. Chair's a fantastic footballer. Will he be able to keep him? You know what I mean? Because they've had some good players last year and they ended up losing them to Premier League side. He pulled the players and add to it and, and go to that other level if they can potentially get to that next level. But there's, um, there's so many... Um, so many unpredictable teams in the championship. It's absolutely scary. Indeed, mate. It's um, it's frightening stuff. And I think with QPR is when they're good, they're very, very good. And when they're yeah. bad, they're very, very bad. Which means yeah. they lose games heavily and they win games by a lot. It's which is one of them. Mm. Um, next up, uh, is it Millwall or Middlesbrough? I can't remember which way around it was. Middlesbrough. Uh, yeah. Middlesbrough. Yeah, Middlesbrough played Barnes at the weekend. Uh, wasn't great. Um, I wasn't impressed with the team selection. I wasn't impressed with the tactics. I think we were sitting ducks waiting for um, waiting for Barnsley to beat us. Um, mm. They got the first goal from a, uh, a mistake by the goal from a corner. Uh, doesn't help when you when you score straight from a corner. It just it just probably reiterates that um, you're not going to get in the playoffs uh, and you haven't been good enough to get in the playoffs. And and but but for me, I'm not going to be negative about it because I've said all along. I'm happy where they are in the league because I've, I think yes. this is a fantastic move by the football club in saving off relegation last year where they are today. But I know I understand fans' frustration as well because they're getting beat by Barnsley and Barnsley escaped relegation the same as Middlesbrough in the last game and they're now in the playoffs so they expect that to happen to them as well. But it's about progression. You've got to progress in the right manner. Barnsley, for me, have got probably more pace, more exciting young players um, in certain areas. Than Middlesbrough have, um, and to create a lot more chances than Middlesbrough do. So sometimes you've got to give credit where credit's due to different sides. But Middlesbrough, um, they're not mathemi- mathematically out of the playoffs yet to get in the playoffs, but it will be tomorrow by the time that game finishes. But uh, another team's finished. But uh, listen, for me, it's been a been a decent season. Yeah, Gavin says, what a difference Neil Warnock has made. Oh, listen, Sai, I can't thank him enough. He saved my football club from relegation last year. He's put Middlesbrough in the top ten this year. Um, next season, ne- next season, I expect him to put Middlesbrough in the playoffs, and let's see what happens after that. Indeed, uh, Millwall, mate, um, not the best week. Pretty poor against Swansea, but they did pick up a victory versus uh, Stoke. Uh, yeah, awful against uh, against Swansea at home. Swansea are coming off obviously. Yeah. A really difficult um, run of games. Again, I know we speak about these these fine margins, but his timings of goals. Um, and Millwall give a give a goal away, but just deep into injury time in the first half, and he can't react from it. You know what I mean? The manager then makes three substitutions. Uh, Kenzo Hall came on for Millwall a little bit, 
Um, but then the second goal happened straight away, uh, and by then it's game over. And then then you're chasing games and you lose the third one, and the, the result looks probably worse than than it should. But um, I think Millwall will be quite pleased and content with with where they are. That the, they won't be in the playoffs because I think the gap's mm. too big, in my opinion. But yeah. um, but I think they'll be they'll be they'll be happy where they've. Where, where, where they progress because uh, Millwall are battling it out by the way with some clubs who, who are still on Premier League um, wages still yeah. on um, Prem from parachute payments so they've got to be pleased very pleased I think it's been a good season for them um, and then, then you've got uh, Cardiff City <sighs> stuffed That's to Sheffield Wednesday the... last minute equaliser yeah. versus uh, Blackburn last minute equaliser versus Reading and to be honest mate this is why I said that they needed to wait before dishing out new contracts and things because they just they went on this amazing run and someone just put in the chat can't believe Cardiff have missed out on the playoffs after going on that run of winning games and it is like they were in such a good position the international break come and it's just it has completely you know it's stuffed up their momentum but they didn't need to make... I'm not saying whether they should or they shouldn't have given Mick McCarthy a new contract. I think he's done a great job. But they didn't need to make that decision now. And that's that's what bugs me because they've not given themselves the opportunity to look at it at the end of the season and say, right, is he the right man for the job? Look at what he's done in games. Like Some of his substitutions haven't been the, that great, in my opinion. Like they could have gone back and looked at all that stuff, and they can't now because they've given him whatever it was two year, three year contract. They got excited. I, I also look at um, look at the last two games. You know, you can look at tonight. Obviously, I didn't watch the the second half. Watch the first half. It wasn't great. Um, they had a couple of half chances in the first half. I think uh, Red didn't dominate the possession like like you're probably expecting. Being the way that Cardiff City play dropped against uh, Blackburn Rovers with a, a 90th minute equaliser from from Adam Armstrong. Um, that would have put them up to 62. Two more points tonight that puts them up to 64. Yes, they're still quite a few points away from the players, but it still puts pressure on the other teams. Now the teams ahead of them are feeling more pressure because Cardiff City have dropped two points and they'll, they'll be that they'll be the, the the most relieved teams in the world because Reading have dropped points. Barnsley. And Bournemouth tomorrow, for me, they both got three games because there's nothing, um, there's nothing on. Then they're both in the playoffs. If they lose, they can regroup and go again, and there's no pressure on them because the the gap's four points off um, off Reading, and it's eleven points off Cardiff City. So it's um, it's, it's it's a difficult one. Yeah, just very, very quickly on that um, Mick McCarthy thing. Gavin says they says they did have to make the decision because Celtic was sniffing around Mick McCarthy. There's no way, and I mean no way, that Mick McCarthy was ever getting that Celtic job. I, I with all due respect, he was never going to get that job. Like, if you with think the names, that, that, with that, the, with the names when you've got Steven Gerrard having just won the league for Rangers. There was no way they were Celtic were going to combat Steven Gerrard winning the league title with Rangers for the first time in however many years. They were no way they would combat that with Mick McCarthy because the Celtic fans would have had the same reaction that a lot of Cardiff fans had, except there's more Celtic fans and they're more vocal. I just, you know, I, I do get why people say that and, you know, we talked about it at the time, the Celtic and the Cardiff thing, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, 
Next up, Reading, who have obviously just, you know, that's going to feel like a win to them tonight. That keeps them in the playoff hunt, that yeah. point against Cardiff. It gives them a glimmer of hope. They lost against Watford on Friday night, yeah. um, last Friday, and they've drawn today, so they're having a bit of a bad time. Um, I, I, I can't see them getting back into it now. I, I, I can't see um, I can't see them getting enough points. They're on a really bad run. Um, they got last to play. Point, yeah, they play Luton Town away, Swansea at home, Norwich away, and Huddersfield at home. So they've got some really tough games. Yeah, they probably need I mean, nine points. Really, like even if like Swansea are not close enough to them that it would make a difference if that makes sense like they're not playing anyone yeah. you know they're not playing Barnsley or Bournemouth or someone around them which is no. what you want in that situation when you're four points off or whatever you need to be playing mm. those teams around you and let's be honest yeah. moving on to Barnsley mate Barnsley on fire still still going yeah, well, Bar- Barnsley were excellent against Middlesbrough I thought they were a standout standout team I thought uh, they passed the ball well they created chances Got in behind us over and over. And then I look at the the last five games, Si. So they play Coventry City um, away. Huddersfield away, done away. So for me, I, I, I can't see them losing any of those games. I know they could lose them all. That, that's just a, it, This is my opinion. But then they play Norwich City last game of the season. Norwich will have already won the league or be promoted. So there's just not, it's all in Barnsley's favour. Uh, Playoff players to lose in my from, from yeah. here on in. If they don't get it, they've, they've got nobody to blame. Yeah, they have, but also, no one expected them to be in this position either, did they? And no, don't get me wrong. If they was to miss out on it in the last game, it's going to be devastating. But on paper, they Barnsley are not the team that anyone expected to be there. Um, the one thing which is you wouldn't like to play the, them um, in the playoff side as well. No one want to play them in the playoffs. The one thing I am getting a bit disappointed about is that um, for our last day watch along everything could already be done and dusted so there's yeah, nothing I know. on it I know. which is I know. maybe we'll have to switch it to a playoff watch along or something yeah, like if, if we'll it's, have to come up with yeah, something if it's all yeah, if it's all if it's all done and dusted and nothing can happen, seems I'm silly. Bit of a it? damn squid, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll but, think. Um, we'll, we'll we do have some. got lots and lots of content and shows coming in the Euros, mate. Obviously, we've been uh, we've been lining up some some what would you call them guests, analysts, whatever. Um, yeah, so I'd, yeah, I'd probably call stuff. yeah regular um, analysts from certain countries, which we can um, utilize, yeah, and give their Indeed. opinions on their own countries because we're. We're passionate. We like our football. We talk about our football, but people from from their own countries sometimes can give you a better opinion and be critical. Yeah. Because you know me, if middles, if England aren't playing very well, I'll tell you the truth. If they're playing well, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. And it's, yes, it's not about being bitter or anything. You know what I mean? For me, I, I can I can give an opinion on England because it's my country. Indeed, and it's going to be good to get some different voices as well during those those uh, Euros games and stuff as well uh, Bournemouth next mate uh, Jonathan Woodgate needs to take huge credit for the job he's done uh, they've won the last four games uh, they've won two games this week they beat Coventry 4-1 which is a great result and uh, they're scoring goals they're creating chances they're playing with confidence uh, they've got the spark back at just the right time too late to, to go up automatically but um, they're going to probably cement a, a playoff place tomorrow potentially or uh, on next weekend, and those teams, I you just wouldn't want to play because they've got Premier League footballers in that in that group, and 
the playoffs are going to be extraordinary, by the way. You know what I mean? Because if it is the four teams that are in there, all four They're of those teams on their, on their day could, could beat you. You know what I mean? So it's going to be... It's feasible. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be fascinating because there's, there's, there's some very good football inside in the, in the playoff positions right now. Well, the interesting thing is about those four teams is uh, Preston. Uh, sorry, Brentford beat Preston five nil in their last game. Swansea have mm. won three nil and two nil in their last two games. Barnsley have been on fire. It's they're all hitting, you know, top yeah. form. Form um, at the right time. It's going to be Someone's really, got really interesting. Uh, Someone's got to give. Brentford, so yeah, we just uh, just mentioned them quickly. They uh, ah, scary sign. Cracking week. Yeah, scary. You know what I mean? Yeah, we we we've raved about um, their front men last year. You know what I mean? Now you've got this year. You've got uh, you still got your your Ivan Tonys, your Force, your and um, They've they've swapped three excellent strike centre forwards last year and strikers for three more this year. I don't know how yeah. they keep doing it. I'll be honest. You know what I mean? It's incredible, but, mate. Just yeah, it's they frightening. It's to lose their the recruitment, they lost. the football club. I, I do hope that Brentford find themselves in the Premier League because my fear for Brentford, sooner rather than later, if they don't go up, the players are going to disperse because they can't keep on playing yeah. in the Championship along with the manager because they want to go and play higher. You've got your Ivan Tonys. Surely someone's going to take a risk on Ivan Tony and stick them in the Premier League. Someone's going to take a risk on some of the other players, mate, because they're good footballers, but... I can't see those kind of players wanting to sit out in the in the in the championship for two for too many more seasons. Indeed, um, I completely agree, mate. Uh, Swansea City, like we mentioned, they've been on f- uh, some pretty good form again now after they they started yeah, great a bit week. after the yeah. loss. Yeah, great week. They've had uh, two games this week. They won three 0 and two 0 Two two away games, Millwall and Sheffield Wednesday, respectively. Um, they've turned the turned the tide at the right time. They've got themselves in a position now that they're. That they can probably handpick which position they want to be in. They've still got a mathematically shout on uh, on Watford, but you know, I mean, for me, seven points is is too much to ask. Uh, but they're still going to have a part to play with the rest of the season uh, because they've got a decision to make. Say because um, do they do they keep playing all their best players for the playoffs, or do they start winding down in the next two or three weeks and and save players for the big games coming up because they've got to perform in the playoffs. For me, mate, I just think the the championship season is so long and hard. You've got to rest players, rest a couple of players for the rest. Your big young, particularly some of those younger boys who have played all season. You rest them now for a game or two, so they're fresh going into the playoffs. You have to. But interest, in, interestingly, interestingly enough, say si, their last game of the season this season is Watford away, so that could yeah. lose a couple of games. Well, and mate, they that... beat Wickham, QPR, Reading. Derby. And the they could get could automatic, be, uh, mate, couldn't they? They could pinch could, it on yeah. the last day of the season. And it, bear in yeah, mind, last season, would be... last season they pinched a playoff space place on the last day yeah. of the season. Mm. So for them to go and do that, yeah, isn't, yeah. But, yeah, we're not we're, we're not doing a watch along. We're not doing a watch along for that. No, <laughs> they're literally stealing a place. Um, Watford. <laughs> next, let's move away from that quickly. Uh, Watford. That, yeah, they beat Reading two 0 Like they're going along like a train. They've they've won what they've won eight out of the last nine. So uh, listen, <laughs> Watford are doing great. So Watford it's, and Norwich yeah, they're doing great. It's, uh, just celebrating now, aren't they? Yeah, listen, they've got points on the board. They play Luton Town, um, 
and then they played the big one against Norwich. You know what I mean? So the, 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 there's opportunities to lose games along the way, but but they've also got to win them as well. So it's 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 going to be a, an enthralling get, way to finish. But um, but I think if Watford don't get absolutely disastrous, it'd be a disaster for the football club. Yeah, it'd be a problem, wouldn't it? Um, mm. And you wonder if they miss out on automatics, how will they react in the playoffs? Like how where will you seen what Forest were like this season after? Yeah. Missing out on a playoff place, it does have a slight psychological effect. And then uh, last team of the week for us, Norwich City seven nil and one nil, uh, quite the week. Unbelievable. Yeah, listen, they've had a, yeah they've had another great week. Uh, beat Derby on Saturday one nil, fantastic. Game um, side are very interesting. Um, they play Bournemouth tomorrow at home. Um, then they play Watford at home. Then they play QPR away, and then they play Reading at home and Barnsley away. So if they had to win all them games, they, they, they've got the hardest running I've ever seen. But they've got the players, um, like I've just said there, other managers have got decisions to make. Do the rest players in big games? Yeah. To, to You don't want injuries, you don't want suspensions, you don't want um, players not match fit and sharp. You know what I mean? You've got to, you've got to think of the bigger picture, especially the, um, um, in the Barnsleys. And you know what I mean. Maybe the Reddings, you just don't know. So yeah, it's going to be yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting. Oh yeah. So let's go uh, to two ups and two downs, mate. Let's start with the negatives. Two downs for the week, mate. What you got? Gone for uh, Middlesbrough's goalkeeper, um, Bettinelli. Um, letting the goal in straight from a corner. Um, I just think it's just not good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, there's people in front of him who who potentially could have helped him out, but it's it's. Goalkeeper's the last line of defence, and for me, I person should have, should have, and could have done better. I agree, mate. Um, we'll come back to that question from Kelly. There, we got a question from Reese as well. Um, I've gone for two general downs this week. I've gone for Wickham's second half performance. Uh, I think it was against QPR. I forget now. Um, uh, Luton. Check that. Luton, Luton. Sorry. Um, yeah, there was absolutely appalling, mate. Um, to they were one 0 up, and it would have been a, such a good result. With so much riding on it, and off the back of a, a big win, like that was their chance to to really push on and maybe have a squeak of staying up. Yeah. And to come out and play like that, it was very very mm. disappointing. Um, yeah, agree. So that was my first down. Agree. Uh, uh, well, my second one, down, I've, my my second one down. I've jumped on. I'm going to piggyback you there, but I'm going to uh, I'm going to pick an individual out. So I've gone. Uh, I saw that as the catalyst of uh, of that bad performance and the way that you can. You can crumble with ten minutes to go. You've got to take some responsibility and know you've let your team down and your and your teammates down and your fans down. So, um, Josh Knight for his red card. Yeah, I think that's a good shout, mate. My second down is um, Preston North End for their performance when they lost five nil. Uh, I really, really thought that they played. I think I mentioned it earlier, like they played like a team who's got nothing to play for, but that's not acceptable. To the fans, I know there's no fans oh. in the ground, so you haven't got that. Hang on. But it's you've still got to play with a bit of pride. How would, si, how would they react? How would they react if they did? Would they, would they, would, they, would they try harder? But if the if they yeah. try harder when fans are there, then do it when they're not. Spot on, mate. And I and I really think it was that bad. By the way, it was uh, it was schoolboy. Um, what's your first up, mate? Oh, there's, there's, do you know what? There's loads. There's so absolutely many, loads. Um, I've tried to go for a couple of different yeah, ones this week as well. Loads. But, uh, I'm going for, I'm, I'm, my first one, I'm going to go for Lukas Jukovic for two goals in the uh, in the 2-0 win against Stoke. 
Um, I've I've been giving it probably since last year. Um, so I'm going to go with him. I think he's. Um, I think he looks like he's back to his best under a new manager because he's had a poor season. So I think a positive. Mm. Hopefully, he can start turning things around because um, I watched him at Middlesbrough years ago and I thought he was a, he was a very talented boy in footballer. So I'm going to give it to Lucas. Yeah, yeah, he's a, it was very good, very good performance and he was very good last year and he hasn't had a good season this year. So hopefully he can finish the season well. Uh, so I tried to vary up a bit this week, go for people and teams which maybe are not. Like you know, not the Pookies of the world and Norwich every week. Uh, I gone for uh, Lyndon Dykes of QPR. Scored two goals and an absolute nice. phenomenal performance versus Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I don't want to sound bitter, but Sheffield Wednesday should already be down, and um, this was probably the result which has sent them down. But not just I didn't pick him because of that, but that's just like an added thing for me as a football fan. But if I'm being just impartial and analysing it, Lyndon Dykes was phenomenal. Great performance, two goals, can't fault him. Uh, what's Great your second, up, uh, a second up, mate? Oh, I was thinking Brentford winning 5-0. I was thinking side. I was thinking um, Barnsley's continuation. Um, I'm going to go Adam Armstrong um, because he's he hasn't scored as many goals as he has recently. Um He's had a good week. He scored two goals against Cardiff. His second goal there. Um, or tonight as well against Derby. Um, no, he didn't. So, obviously that goes out the window. But he set one up, so mm. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll still stick with it. So, I think, you know what I mean, he hasn't he hasn't had a, um, a good month. But he's come back to his best and he's a natural ball goal scorer. You know, I look at the size of him. He's, he's, he's a small, smallish centre-forward playing against big, strong men week in, week out, but he seems to get the best of him all the time, and uh, especially the Giants that Cardiff City have in defence, that he, he still finds gaps in the defence to score the goal, so um, I'll get it for Adam, even though he annoyed me on the weekend. Hmm. Good shot, mate. Um, so I'm going to do this, and I my analysis or description is going to be two words, and that's all I'm going to say. Uh, Lewis Wing, Rotherham United, on loan from Borough, analysis, game-changer. Good football, I Good football. And this is a boy, by the way, who um, who a few seasons ago was playing in probably the lowest step of football you can imagine. He was um, he was getting paid probably cashing and peanuts a week um, and then broke his neck in, in terms of wanting to get that opportunity. And, yeah. and look where he is now. You know, he's uh, unbelievable. Fair play to him. Yeah, uh, Holgate that. Uh, Holgate. Just watching for the first time. Good stuff. Up the borough. Thanks for Indeed, watching. Mate. Come back, yeah. come back, please, Indeed. please come do. Back Monday. Oh, love the whole game. Great, great guest on Monday. Um, Gavin says Barnsley would be his up. Craig says Derby would be his down. Uh, Gaz says fantastic show. Gaz sent a super chat earlier as well. Thanks for that, Gaz. I really appreciate it. Um, just to finish us off, we had a couple of questions which I saved. One from Kelly and one from Reese. Uh, so the one from Reese, mate, was. Uh, where's he gone? 7.38. Come on, Simon, tell the time. Ah, there we go. Uh, so, it says, uh, Andy, when move into a new club, do players buy a house or do they just rent? And what happens if they do leave? Do they just usually just sell up? I think it all depends on, on length of contract. You know, that when I signed for Cardiff, I, I wanted to buy into Cardiff City. So, I, I bought a house. I, um, I love the area. Uh, where I lived, and then um, and then got sold, and had to sell up straight away because you know, I'm never going to live in that house again. So it was a, 
it was a difficult one because when you when you're living in your dream house in a in a lovely area with people who you really respect and really like in that area, it's really difficult. But then I've got I've been at other clubs where my contract's not been as as long. Mm. Um, I went up to Scotland and I was only there for probably nine months. So I rented for for the nine months I was there. I was still content, happy. Um, lived in a lovely place of Edinburgh. Um, and yeah, it's just uh, players can differ. Players can buy a house in the area that they're going to live when they retire, um, and then rent and, and 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 move. I know I know players do do various things, but um, it's it's a short career, so it's uh, it, it it all depends. Some people can still live in the same house, and it's uh, it's it's that that would be quite fortunate and quite lucky. And then the kids are settled, families are settled, and and uh, yeah, I've never come across many of those kind of players, though, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Indeed, mate, indeed. And Kelly said, um, have three relegated teams ever gone straight back down, uh, straight back up, sorry, because you could possibly end up with Norwich, Watford and Bournemouth all going back up? I don't think so. all three of them I think it was Gavin. Gavin said in the chat he thinks that it has happened before. I don't know. I I think definitely two. Uh, I think, um, I don't know. It's a good quiz question. Indeed, question. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, Gavin said, "Where did you live? Where you lived in Cardiff?" His guess is Cowbridge. I lived in Radha. Boop boop. Mm, I lived in Radha. All the cool kids with did. my uh, with my lot with my side. Yeah, that's how we uh, we met we for rolled. the first time. Uh, Craig Sullivan says, "All three promoted have gone down." Uh, Da, 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 da. Right, but that I doesn't su- that, uh, does, that doesn't surprise you, by the way, because of the money no, involved and, and spending powers and stuff. But yeah, of course, next, it's yeah. just Cardiff used their parachute payment particularly bad. That's why everyone's so shocked by it. I think yes, Gavin, the Radder Arms, the best pub ever. But uh, they okay. So Monday evening, couple of scheduling notes. Monday evening, seven thirty. We have got. Newport County's or he's on loan at Exeter City. Uh, Robbie Wilmot joining us. That's going to be a very interesting chat. It's great to have another current footballer on as well. It's going to be real good. And uh, also Sunday evening, a new episode of My Story with the actor, filmmaker and talk sport presenter Johnny Owen is my guest. Uh, really, really good show, that one. I really enjoyed it. He is an absolute legend of a man. But... Um, it's a it's a good one. I got I can't recommend it. I got to be honest. Um, got some great guests coming up over the next few weeks on the channel on uh, the Andy Campbell Football Show every Monday. But uh, I'll also be back nine o'clock in about half hour with Super Kev Unscripted, and it's going to be a good one. We'll be doing a competition for the worst dressed from all the people who sent in photos, and we'll be doing our new feature Room One Hundred One. Which is going to be good because it's just going to be two old men moaning about stuff they don't like. But um, Andy, as ever, mate, it has been an absolute pleasure. Ah, oh, mate, loved it, loved it, loved every minute of it. Loved doing the show. Love all the comments. Uh, can't wait for Monday. Um, I think um, having a current player, you can't beat talking sometimes to a current player and. Yeah, and, been good where he where he began, where he's where he is, where he's going. You know what I mean? Because that's that's another thing. Because I'm guessing potentially, I don't know, but I'm guessing he's potentially going to be out. concerns. What worries has he got? I'd like to yeah, I'd like to hear those kind of comments because it's uh, been a long time since I was out of contract. Yeah, you. I mean, you've talked in a lot on various shows about 
like the benefits of the loan system and it'd be good to get a current player yeah not just a current player but a current player who's using that system uh, yeah. to get their thoughts and this is what I love about the people who watch our shows is Craig says I'm reading up about Monday's guest looks like you will have a few great stories and they go like p- people don't just turn up and watch they they look into the person do the research so they can ask yeah so they can ask good questions and proper questions mm. instead of just the usual and that's what I love about it that's what I love about the people uh, thank you to everyone mm. as ever all the hardcores mm. who came and joined us even though Cardiff will play and I appreciate that massively we'll be back on Monday um, but don't forget my story Sunday and of course Super Kevin scripted in about half an hour it's always a good time until then we bid you a farewell have a good one my mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Do just what you want. Network.